Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3 episode 221 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we um, conclude really our study for this week's Come Follow Me materials but as I suggested yesterday I think what we're going to do is we're going to carry this over to the Monday episode uh, and talk specifically about uh, the section in this section about plural marriage because I think that really uh, both these set parts of this section deserve to have a separate part um, and so we're going to focus on the verses in the first half also of this section section 120 sorry 132 um, where we talk about eternal marriage this is of course in the week uh, of November the 8th to November the 14th covering doctrine and covenant sections 129 to 132 the first half of section 132 focuses focuses on eternal marriage uh, and talks about the importance of the authority of God in the in the carrying out of this ordinance. In verse 7 it says, And verily I say unto you that the conditions of the law are these, all covenants, contracts, bounds, obligations, oaths, vows, performances, connections, associations, or expectations that are not made and entered into and sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise are of no efficacy, virtue, or force in and after the resurrection from the dead. Now, I've kind of cut out quite a few bits from that, because that is a very long verse, but it basically makes the point that this authority given to give the pronouncement of the blessing of the Holy Spirit of promise must be done by one who is anointed, who has been, who has received that um, ordination by one who has received it from one who was also ordained. Um So that was um, a really important verse in talking about that Holy Spirit of promise. Uh, President Russell M. Nelson said, quote, The subject of marriage is debated across the world where various arrangements exist for conjugal living. My purpose in speaking out on this topic is to declare as an apostle of the Lord that marriage between a man and a woman is sacred. It is ordained of God. I also assert the virtue of a temple marriage. It is the highest and most enduring type of marriage that our creator can offer to his children. While salvation is an individual matter, exaltation is a family matter. Only those who are married in the temple and whose marriage is not is sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise will continue as spouses after death and receive the highest degree of celestial glory or exaltation. A temple marriage is also called a celestial marriage. Within the celestial glory are three levels. To obtain the highest, a, high, a husband and wife must be sealed for time and all eternity and keep their covenants made in, holy, in the holy temple. The noblest yearning of the human heart is for a marriage that can endure beyond death. Fidelity to a temple marriage does that. It allows families to be together forever. The goal is glorious. All church activities, advancements, quorums and classes are means to the end of an exalted family. Close quote. And yet we wonder why sometimes, or, or we or we sometimes have the question, you know, is the what's the main focus of the church? And it is all on the family. Through the blessings of our Saviour, Jesus Christ, our families can be united together forever. That truly is a, a remarkable blessing, um, and one which I think we take for granted at times as members of this church. You know, I, I do wonder sometimes how families in the world who don't have this knowledge and have this blessing, um, how they have that desire and motivation and dedicated focus together as a family to stay together to support one another, to love one another, uh, so that they can enjoy that sociality beyond the veil. I mean, obviously, 
you know, people do. Uh, and people um, still have that desire to have a loving family on this earth, even without that promise of it being there hereafter. But what a great pl- promise and blessing it is to know that that family can exist beyond the veil. Um, the Lord then goes into some scenarios um, where we need to understand what will happen if um, that does happen. In verse 15, for example, it says, Therefore, if a man marry him a wife in the world, and he marry her not by me or by my word, and he covenant with her so long as he is in the world and she with him, their covenants and marriage are not of force when they are dead. And when they are out of the world, therefore, they are not bound by any law when they are out of the world. Now, let's make this very clear that when we talk about um, the marriage being done in the Lord and by um by him and by his word, we are, we are referring to the promises uh, given uh, in a temple marriage um, with that covenant that is made in the temple. Um, and these, so these, these marriages do not exist beyond the veil. Uh, in verse 17, it says, um, in fact, verse 16, it says, therefore, when they are out of the world, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are appointed angels in heaven. And in verse 17, it says, For these angels did not abide my law, therefore they cannot be enlarged, but remain separately and singly without exaltation in their saved condition to all eternity, and from henceforth are not gods, but are angels of God forever and ever. Um, Very, very good people these will be, but they just decide not to enter into that covenant. And of course, that is their choice. We have that agency. And I imagine that there will be some individuals that choose to have that life you know we, we we have to remember that whilst we may be in a on a mission to uh seal and to proclaim proclaim those blessings of the holy spirit of promise on all our ancestors not all of them will desire that but of course that doesn't mean we shouldn't give the opportunity to and that is something which we need to remember is that they do have that agency uh, we are simply giving them that choice to to make that to to be able to have that I found this particularly interesting, this one. In verse 18, it says, And again, verily I say unto you, if a man marry a wife and make a covenant with her for time and all eternity, um, if that covenant is not by me or by my word, which is my law, and is not sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise through him whom I have appointed unto this power, then it is not valid, neither of force when they are out of the world, because they are not joined by me, saith the Lord, neither by my word. So it's almost saying that... um, if a couple marry each other and they say they're going to be together forever, well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen unless it is done by the authority of the priesthood and the and, and it's sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, you may think, well, obviously that that's the case. But the number of conversations I had on my mission where we would share our testimony, share what blessings we have available to share with these individuals who don't have the gospel in their lives. One of the things I would often share about is, again, my love of eternal families and say, don't you like it's such a blessing to for me to know that I can be with my family after this life. Would you like to hear more about that? Um, the number of times people would say, well, I believe I will be with them and just leave it at that, even though perhaps they didn't really have a a full faith in God or they or they didn't have an idea of how that would work they just said oh I'll be with my family um and obviously you know it it we need to understand that we, the Lord needs to have that blessing of pronounced upon us through that blessing of the Holy Spirit of promise because then it is together we can be uh, given that blessing 
President Joseph Fielding Smith said, quote, Man cannot le act legally in the name of the Lord unless he is vested with the priesthood, which is divine authority. No man has the power or right to take this honour upon to himself. Unless he is called of God, as was Aaron, he has no authority to officiate in any of the ordinances of the gospel. Should he do so, his act would not be valid in or recognised in the heavens. The Lord has said that his house is a house of order, and he has given the commandments that no man shall come unto the Father but by his divine law. Close quote. But then, of course, in verse 19, we have the scenario where a man and a woman are married by the new and everlasting covenant, sealed upon them by the Holy Spirit of promise. Um, that is um, what we all, what we should desire and seek for. Now, of course, this um, commandment, this direction to be in the, in the eternal law of marriage can be a difficult one for some people, because again, as mentioned previously this week or last week, um, that opportunity may not be made available to them in this life. But we can be assured that as we live our covenants, that the, all the blessings of our Heavenly Father will be made available to us at some stage. And in verse 20, we shall have that great blessing where it says, Then they shall be gods, because they have no end. Therefore shall they be from everlasting to everlasting, because they continue. Then shall they be above all, because all things are subject unto them. Then shall they be gods, because they have all power, and the angels are subject unto them. Um, Elder D. D. Todd Christopherson said, quote, We enter into covenants by priesthood ordinances, sacred rituals that God has ordained for us to manifest our commitment. Other sacred ordinances are performed in temples built for that very purpose. If we are faithful to the covenants made there, we become inheritors not only of the celestial kingdom, but of, the ex of, of exaltation, the highest glory within the heavenly kingdom, and we obtain all the divine possibilities God can give. Close quote. This is a great blessing made available to us, to all of us, as we seek to live the laws and, and take upon us that blessing of the new and everlasting covenants of eternal marriage. Um, we are going to have to stop there. And tomorrow we'll move into the kind of latter half of this section where the Lord then addresses the matter of plural marriage uh, to the prophets, Joseph Smith, and to those who he shares these instructions with. Thank you very much for sharing this time with us today. Thanks for joining us. And uh, see you again next time until we meet again.